All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. to Dropping the Gloves with former NHL All-Star John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Finally, we're in process. Spencer Knight is here. Tim Wurzberger is here. And I'm here. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dropping the Gloves. We're very excited you're here. I'm excited because Spencer Knight is here. One of the most exciting NHL debuts in not even modern-day history. I would say NHL history. He's got the look. He's got the flair. He's got the style. The kid is total um, buns. He's unbelievable. Spencer Knight, thanks for joining the show, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Uh, me too. Before we got on the show, Spencer and Tim were educating me on all the new hip lingo. The kid, <laughs> Spencer, is ew. He's, got, he's buns. He's everything, man. He's a bot. He's got. He's just He's wheeling and dealing, baby. I love it. I love the new lingo when the kids come on, right, Spencer? Did I get it all right? I, I think I think so. I mean, I think I mean I think sticking with just you know proper proper English is probably the best way to go. But I agree. It's just I, I try to stay relevant. I, I really do. But when we like, I'm almost forty for Pete's sake. I could be your father. Yeah, you gotta adopt. <laughs> yeah, ad- adapt and change, or what do they say? I need to adopt you. Is that what you just said? No, you gotta, I would like say you gotta ad- adapt, to like you know, the change in culture. It's so hard. My oldest is 10 right now and she doesn't get the lingo just yet, but I want to be able to just, when she says something and I I know what she's saying. So I'm going to have to rely on you young kids because it just changes every day, Tim. It really does. Spencer told me like three words. I had no idea what he was talking about. So I'm learning something, which is good. Right. I'm so new every day. Every day. Well, thanks for coming on Spencer. Where you're in Charlotte right now. Correct. Yep. Yep. Downtown Charlotte. So. So how was life? You know, you you broke into the scene last year. You, you took the world by storm with the Florida Panthers. It's been a whirlwind couple of years for you. you. You know, from the World Juniors to BC, coming from Connecticut, you're just a young kid. Have you had a chance to just take a breath? Or are you still just your head spinning? You're going up, you're Florida, you're Charlotte, you're this and that. You're 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 a hot commodity. Have you had a chance to just sit back and just take stock? You're only 20 and be like, whoa, I was a first-round draft pick, won gold at the World Juniors. We'll talk about all these things, but mm-hmm. do you realize where you're at in your life right now? Is it kind of cool? Yeah, you know, I think 
over the summer, you know, when, once the season ends, that's when I think you have time to reflect on what happens, right? Because a lot, a lot of the stuff that, you know, like you said, World Juniors or the Florida stuff from last year all happened within a couple months, right? It all happens, you know, from January 1st of last year to, you know, maybe the beginning of May or something around there. And, you know, when, and when you're, when you're going, it's just like, you know, you're just going, you know, you, you know, you win gold at world juniors and then you're on a plane going back to BC to play a game in a couple of days. Right. And so you, know, you get a little time to kind of soak things in, but over the summer I kind of thought about it and, you know, I try my best to just, and I've always thought this too, like, I mean, people want to just like be, Oh, like you're doing so well. It's like, like it's really just a couple of games, you know, you know, and, I think that's the thing I've always looked at it is just I've had times where I felt just as good in my career, but no one really notices just because, you know, maybe there's some things out of my control or, you know, as much in the spotlight as you are in Florida and or world juniors. And that's what I've said. I always kind of just said, that, you know, just, it's just playing hockey. And at the, at the end of the day, it's kind of just what it is. So. Yeah. There's one thing about just playing hockey, Spencer. There's another thing to do it on a pretty, pretty, big stage like let's let's just call a spade a spade here you you went into the world juniors dominated you played out of this world you shut down canada who was a juggernaut going in and then you step in and you just jump into a playoff set an nhl record getting your first win in the play like it's just you did a lot of stuff at at the biggest stage so i i can hear in your tone of voice you don't get rattled you don't get frazzled very often i can tell just by meeting you for like 10 minutes you're a pretty cool common collected dude was there any moment and I'm, I'm jumping way far ahead. We have an agenda. I'm just throwing out the window right now. Okay. Was there any moment where you're like, Holy cow, I'm going to start a game in the playoffs. This is insane. Or this is the gold medal game versus team Canada. What am I doing here? Are you just like, Oh, it's just another game. Just another uh, game. <laughs> you know, I think in, uh, in alluding to your point on world juniors, you know, is it, the semis and the the gold medal game are they're back to backs, right? And we we had the later games. So our game was at like seven thirty or eight, I think. So the, for the semifinals, and you know the next ones we at seven thirty the next day. So you don't have you don't have a lot of time really to think that oh my gosh we're going to play Canada. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you, you we're playing Finland one on the day before, and like you can't look past Finland, right? And because you don't, that's the thing, right? You're, you can't look past them. So it kinda, I kind of like that. Is I've always said, it's when when you're playing more and you're not thinking about yeah. stuff, it's like you're just going, right? You're not you're not thinking about who who you're playing against. And against Tampa, I think it was just is at the end of the year, and you know, like, I, I kind of felt I had a feeling that I might I might play at game six. We're coming back from Tampa, and you know, our goalie coach Rob Tallis told me on the plane, and I was like all right well i guess we're going and it was nice i had my dad come down um stay with me for a little bit for a couple of days for like two days before the game and we just kind of just hung out you know and i think that's that's what i've always tried to do is just not let them you know not be so into the moment right and just kind of just focus on you and not everything else i think that's what i've always tried to do and it's something that i, I think is just better and you don't get so nervous or you know, your moods aren't volatile all the time, you know. Yeah, we've had a couple other goalies on the show. Alex Nadelkovich, former Charlotte Checker. We had on Ryan Miller, future Hall of Famer, I would imagine. Best U.S. goalie of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
How do you do that? How do you not get the moment? Get to like you have two days to just mind screw yourself. You're going to play Game Six in the Stanley Cup Finals, your first NHL start. How can you just be like, oh man, no, you know what? I'm just going to hang out with my dad now. Like I would be bashing my head against the wall, knowing I might get one shift. Let alone you're going to start a game versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's how do you do that? You know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's just the way. I mean, I, I think it's just. I don't know. I honestly don't know how how you do it. I think it's just something that I've always done. Yeah. And I think over time, like if you really think about it, I think nowadays is you know you got you have social media and you have all this stuff. You have the media. You have all this stuff, right? Fans, people texting you. If you took that out. You know, that the win against Tampa, it would just feel like uh, you won a big game. Yeah. Like, in terms of how it felt, right? You don't see like the whole Spencer Knight did this or this guy did this or like this is well it looks, you know, you know, this lines up and again with history. It's like you take all that out. It's just like, and you never told me about any of that. It just, it's just another win. Do you think that's an asset or a negative to have all that stuff? Because it can, it's it's mostly a negative in my opinion, yeah. but yeah. do you have all that junk? So I, I have I have social media and I have all that, but I don't I, I don't I don't go I haven't been on my Twitter I don't think since like last year. Um, I don't I, I go on Instagram, but only on my computer. I don't have it on my phone. That's smart. I, I don't I can't see the explore page. It's only I only see the things I want to see. You know, not I don't really follow hockey accounts. It's because I that's why I, that's why I mean I've noticed since also turning pro, it's like. Yeah, I mean, you get out of practice where you have a game, and then you then when you start looking at what everyone else is doing and playing hockey, it's like I'm like I want to get away from the game when I'm not. Yeah, there. And I think that's been the biggest adjustment in turning pro from college. Is you know the hockey when you're at the rink, you have control, right? And even if you're playing against the best guys in the world, you can learn and get better. But I've always said you can't stop a puck from your couch, or you know, like you can't. And there's a lot more downtime, so. You just got to find ways to not drive yourself crazy. <laughs> that's that's basically my job when I'm not in the ring is making sure I don't drive myself crazy. That's so a I've nice one. Kind of adopted that mindset. I don't know. Well, you've got that like mental toughness, obviously, and the cool, you know, like John said, is that if you're thinking back to when you were a kid, is that why you picked being goalie in the first place? Was that ever an option? Were you always a goalie? How did that? How did that happen? Uh, I, I was a player, so I, I played uh, forward for a bit, I think, and. <clears throat> I don't know, I just kind of like, I liked uh, Hendrick Lundqvist because I grew up outside New York City, so I, I watched the Rangers and I liked the gear. <clears throat> I liked being on the ice, you know. You know, you're, and I, I don't know. I think that's what kind of originally drove me to playing goalie, and then I just stuck with it. And you know, I, I can't say, I, but also at the same time, I can't. Yeah, I can't tell you that I'm always been. I've always been this calm and collected person, right? I, I there are times where I try my. I, legit will drive myself nuts or especially in the past and it it tried it, it there, there were times where i was like oh my gosh like do i really want to do this you know and i think that's where i learned the most is from you know like if you get you know if you as a goalie you, you mean you're, you're forced to be very honest with yourself and sometimes you're praised when you don't deserve it and sometimes you're scrutinized when you also don't deserve it so yeah you, you kind of you kind of learn to deal with this and then being able to manage 
and you're forced to manage those, what's, what's actually something you can control and what's not. And, and, you know, I think I've learned from those experiences where I've let it get to me when I was younger or let certain things bother me. And then you learn and, you know, you go through the pain and then at the end of the tunnel, it's just, you become a stronger person. So. Have you ever had a a Jordan Bennington moment where you just want to swing your stick at somebody and just go crazy on the ice because he does it. He, he does it all the time. That guy's like a loose cannon. He lets his emotions fly. Do you ever get just frustrated? Has that ever happened? Where you're like, come on, man, pick up that guy. You know, I, I've, I've, what I've always tried to do is I, I never, especially now I've gotten better, but I never, I never yell or, you know, you know, you know, curse out, you know, a defenseman or something or a forward that doesn't block a shot. Cause honestly, at the end of the day, you know, it's like, I know how, I mean, I don't, I've never, I never played that, that level of that position and I know how hard it is, you know, to stop in a puck ain't always that it isn't that easy all the time. And when those guys are going to block a shot, you know, maybe they miss it, but at the end of the day, you know, if they tried and like, you know what, I don't even care if you don't try, but you know, I'm never, you do your thing. I'll do mine. You know, I get, you know what D I, I'm not perfect. Why? So if I'm not perfect, why should I, you know, be mad at a defenseman who, you know, you know, you know, makes a mistake. Like everyone makes mistakes. It's and at the end of the day, I think that's the mindset you have to adapt as a goalie. And I've always tried to look more inward than outward. And I think that's honestly serves me better than, because then if, then if you start pointing the finger at everyone, you're like, Oh, you suck. Or you'd want to do this. It's like, then, then you, you know what, like every, if goalies, you got to make the hard saves, right? So learn how to do that and learn how to look inward. And at the end of the day, that's how you'll get better. So someone once told me, if you point a finger at somebody, you have three more pointed back at you. Oh, yeah, exactly. And you know what? I, I, I've been in, I've been, there've been times also where I, where I've had horrible games and I've lost big games and, and you know, it's your fault, but like, you know, guys will be like, Hey, like, don't worry about it. And like, I know how that would like if a, if a D man makes a play that, and you know, it was a determining factor in a game. I, I know how, how hard it is. And, you know, like I'm never going to be the guy that just, you know, gets mad at them. You know? That's nice. I I've had, I've had uh, goalies cuss me out on a, <laughs> on a bunch of occasions. <laughs> it's never fun on the ice, oh. off the ice. It's like, Oh, come on, man. Like all-star hall of fame goalies just tearing strips off of me. Yeah. And it's always great because you're just like, well, yeah, because I really didn't want to pick that guy up. That's what I was really – I really wanted this 2-on-1 to go this way where I'd yeah, let no, the pass go yeah. through my legs. That's what I was trying to do. Exactly. So, that's, what, that's what I've always said. It's like everyone's making mistakes. It's <laughs> on the same team. Like, relax. <laughs> it's so funny. So let's go back. You're from Connecticut. You probably had your pick of the litter for scholarships. You had probably had colleges banging on your door, I would imagine. Why BC? Why go to the Eagles? Tim loved it. He's from Boston. I went to Michigan Tech, which is a pre like we're we're a juggernaut at Michigan Tech. I know that. Why go to BC, such a small school with not a very rich hockey history? Well, I, I saw yeah, I saw that you still had your uh, school email on the on the list. So that that's right, the MTU EDU or something. That's right. So that was pretty funny. But uh, you know, I chose BC. I mean, honestly, BC is the. F- I, I always knew I wanted to go there beforehand. I wanted, I knew I wanted to go to school in Boston and I remember when I toured BC, I didn't even, I actually didn't even know that they, I, 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 it was weird. I didn't know that they offered a scholarship to me or whatever it was. I was so young. I was, I was like, I was, it was before my freshman year of high school and I was, um, I was on vacation 
and I flew to Boston because we had like this little combine thing for our age group at Harvard. So I was like, oh, we're, we're going to go a day early and go look at my dad's like, we're going to go visit BC and BU and Harvard. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I thought we're, I literally just thought we were walking around the campuses just to look at them. Yeah. And I go to BC. I'm just like, and I get there and it's the first one we go to and, you know, I meet, I meet Mike, Mike Ayers. And it's like, He's like, how you doing? And he's like, I don't know. I think he went to the office to talk to Coach York, and everything just went right over my head. Like, I, I didn't even realize what they were saying. Just no idea. Well, because you're 13 years old, right? If you're <laughs> like, yeah, no, exactly. I didn't know. They're like, yeah, we would, I guess they said like we would like you to come here and offer you like a verbal commitment or whatever. And I was like, okay. <laughs> what? I, I didn't realize. Like, went, went on the tour. I. Didn't I? I don't know. I'm sure I asked one question. I know I was. I was just so. Conf- I was just like just just looking around. I was just. I was like fifteen, like fourteen, fifteen years old. I mean, you know. And then so you're a freshman in high school. Not even. Yeah. Not even going into your fr- and they offer you a full ride commitment, like verbal commitment, right now. I. I, I mean, I, I guess I, I didn't say yes or no. I didn't. I, I think I said nothing. Like, <laughs> did you say bot? I probably, or, probably, I probably called Coach York a bot or something. Like that. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, it was it was it was one of those things that went right over my head. My dad was like, "Congrats, Spence!" Like after, I'm like, "What do you mean?" And, but then obviously, my dad told me, and um, I already knew that I wanted to go there when I fit. And, and you know, at the end of the day, I think you know I, my time at BC has been those two years I spent there were the best two years of my life. I wouldn't trade it for anything, and. I honestly, I, I didn't want to leave. I, I, I legit did not want to leave. I was, I spent one week after a season end and I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't really do anything. And I just was hanging with my friends. I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to leave. I was they forced to you to leave then if you didn't. They, uh, yeah. they, they definitely didn't force me to leave. That's for sure. But it was obviously a great opportunity, but <laughs> Florida's great. But I, as a person and like a human being, I did not want to leave. I had the best friends and the best coaches and, uh, and I was, I was literally looking for every excuse to say. So, but you would still be there at this point. This would be your senior year, right? Junior year. You would still be in your junior year, Spencer. That's, Nothing. that's scary. You committed without even knowing it and you left early and you didn't even want to, you have a funny life so far, Spencer. This is, un, this is a very strange. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Everyone's like, I mean, as I got closer to the end of the year, my sophomore year at BC, I was off. I knew there's probably be an opportunity to to play. And to be honest with you, I didn't even think I was going to play in the NHL. Well, you thought there was an opportunity even after they had Bobrovsky signed for a million years at ten million bucks. Well, I thought my my initial, you know, growing up, I was, you know, I I looked at guys like Thatcher Demko. You know, they had Joe Walls at BC when I was before I got there, and uh, who is now with uh, Toronto. And everyone, every goalie always wins the American League from college, right? Everyone that I watch, like, oh, you go to the college for two to three years, and you go to the American League, you're like there for two to three years, and then you're going to the NHL. Yeah, that's that's just, that's literally what I thought it was. And you know, after World Juniors, my my agent we had or just you know chatting chatting one day, and he's like, you know, you could play some games, maybe potentially at the end of the year. And then I'm like, what do you mean? In, in, in American League? He's like, no, in the NHL. I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not something. Like, Spencer, just, you need to be more more aware of what's going on in your in your life. But, but like, that's the thing, though. It's it's never happened. I never had yeah. that, that person that in my time that was you know from the U.S. 
I mean, went to the NHL and just, it just didn't really happen. So I didn't, yeah. And you know, I don't know. And my, but as time went on, it was just one of those, and I got close to making that decision. I realized, you know, once you sign in the NHL, it's like, there's no more levels really to go up in. Yeah. And I started to, you know, think, you know, like, I mean, I, think I can't, I can't just my, my dream and my goal can't be just to make the NHL anymore. It has to be something to do, you know, with, and I have to like, you know, realize that I have to not just be striving for that, but just to strive to have fun every day and just enjoy the game wherever you are. Cause like, once you get to the certain level, I realize it's, it's still just hockey. I mean, yeah, yeah it's a big stage, but you know, and that's when I just started to really enjoy. I took a lot. I just, I just made sure I enjoyed every day at BC, and I think that was it was it was awesome. So when when you're signing, I actually saw something interesting, and I don't know if you've talked about it before. When when you're doing your contract, you're a high draft pick. You're a 13th overall. You obviously are going to sign for the max of allowable contract. That's whatever. I, I get that. You have a clause in your contract where you get a million bucks. If you win the con Smythe, I've never seen that before. Was I, that I, your idea putting I, that in there? I, I couldn't even tell you. I don't. I don't know any of my bonuses. I don't know anything. I don't no kidding, up. Spencer. Do you know how money works? No, I don't. I. I. I that's saying I don't. I don't really care for. You know, I don't want to be that. I don't like to look at that. I, I don't really care. Like it's just. You know, yeah. if I hit if I hit a bonus one day, great. Like whatever. I don't even know how it works. I don't even know like what they would do. If they found me the money or. Like, I don't even know. I don't care because I don't want to, I, I just want to be able to come to the rink every day and not my mind be on just having fun with my teammates and playing hockey instead of being like, I got to do this to get this bonus. Like I, that's just selfish. I think that's, you know, it's not, and I just think I'd rather just play and let it come to me. And if it does great, if it doesn't, then I want to, I'll, I'll be honest. If I had a bonus and I needed to get like five goals, I would be just sniffing the net and not back checking. I would be the never passing player ever. Yeah. yeah, you're you're a different breed, Spencer. It, well, it's really refreshing. Well, you got to think about being a goalie. Is that you can't control? I can't go on the ice and get the puck, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this with the puck. Yeah, a goalie, you have to react. I can't control what comes at me. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes the puck goes in, and I did everything right. It's That's like, got to be frustrating. Yeah, well, that's just part of the position. And that's why I've, I've taken this approach to just – I don't really look at, like, shots or, like, how many shots I'm getting or that stuff. But just because you can't – I've learned through – you know, that just makes – I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying hockey way more than I did when I was, you know, obsessed with, you know, like, stats or this. Or, yeah. Like, well, you mentioned, Thatcher, you mentioned Thatcher Demko. Um, you, you, before we came on, you talked to Roberto Luongo do you watch other goalies? Do you take cues from other guys? You say you don't like to kind of look at stats, but have you modeled your game after somebody growing up a, a kid in Connecticut? You know, I will growing up. I was, I might, when I was really young was, was Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. He was the guy that I was, he's a hard guy to model your game after. Yeah, I, I, I didn't model my game, but he was the, like the goal, the goalie that got me into goaltending. Okay, that makes sense. And then, yeah. And then from there, like as I started to play the position more, I, I mean, I liked Carey Price a lot because, you know, he was, you know, he's one of the best. And then I also really liked Bobrovsky. No kidding. <laughs> and yeah, it was just kind of funny. Like when, 
when Bob signs in Florida, I was like, Oh, Bob signed Florida. Like, I'm like, I'm like, Oh damn. Like one of my favorite goalies, <laughs> like the guy that I literally, you know, looked up to growing up when I was younger is now get to see him in person. That's yeah, pretty cool. And, and then, uh, I also like, you know, then I like Vasilevsky, but now I, I now I'll, I'll watch maybe clips of some guys, but I'm not really like emulating my game after them now. Yeah. I, I was like, sometimes, sometimes I go to coach and I will like say, Hey, you see this? And, you watch it on film and then I try it maybe, but that's the thing. I think you just gotta, you gotta find what works for you and you can't try to be a cookie cutter of some other goalie. Yeah. You mentioned, I, and I know this might be a difficult thing to speak on, but you mentioned Bobrovsky. What's that dynamic? Like you come in, he obviously wasn't playing his best hockey in that playoff stretch. You play a game. That's great. What is that? Like he's a veteran, he's been around the block, he's making this big money. You come in as a, an unknown commodity. Was he welcoming to you? Did he yeah. give you the old cold shoulder? Because that's got to be so strange. Yeah. The dynamic there has got to be so weird. Yeah, I mean, obviously, at, in the beginning, I was kind of on the taxi squad or whatever. So, like, when I was just, I was just, I literally just, I would just stand in the corner for 30 minutes and then play three on three with the coaches and yeah, taxi squad. So, I didn't spend much time in the room. Um, but then, you know, but then this year, obviously, Bob, I got to just spend a lot of time with Bob. And, you know, he, he's an awesome guy. He, and that's where I get a lot of – I've learned a lot from him, actually, just from the sake of he never gets rattled. You know, he, he, never, he's, he never yells. He never, he never, he's never breaking his stick. No matter how well or how bad, you know, he, you know his performance will be, He's just very calm, collected, and he's very thoughtful. And I've learned a lot from him, and we've actually developed a pretty good relationship. So he's actually an awesome guy, and I, I, he's a really enjoyable person to be around every day for me. He's been nothing but awesome with me. So I, I think, you know, all I thought all the the heat that he caught from people last year was not deserving. I thought he, I think, he, I've always said I mean, when people are like, oh, like what, what's what's Bob Ross doing? I'm like, like he's he's still an amazing goalie. I've always said that. And, and I always will say that because I I've, I've seen, I see him every day and watching a game from a goal, from a goalie's view, you pick up on things. You're like, wow, like that. I thought, I think he's still a tremendous goalie. And I think he deserves a lot more credit than he, you know, he's been getting. So. Yeah. He's been in this. He's, he's done it all. The guy's an absolute set. I agree with you. I think he's a stud. Yeah. So well, what does that mean for you then? If you have a stud for the Florida Panthers, and he's signed for another five, six years until 2027. What does that mean for Spencer Knight, who was a first round draft pick? You, they obviously have a plan for you. Yeah. What do you, and I know you can't be totally frank. Maybe you don't know. You'd like to stay out of these things. You just go out there and stop the puck. Yeah. But what (laughs) mentally, what does that do? What's the plan for Spencer Knight? You know, I don't, the plan for me, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I think that's obviously, there's, in terms of who plays and when when I play is ultimately not my decision. Yeah. Um, part of the reason why I signed to Florida is because I thought, you know, the people there, um, the management and those people were very, you know, they've always stuck to their word ever, ever since I signed. They What they said they were going to do, they did. And I think that, you know, I trust them. And so in the other day, it's one of those things that, I try, I, you know, they'll, I'll eventually I'll work out. Right. It's, you know, that's why you always look at people and whatever happens is it happens. And it's not something I can control right now. 
right? Especially not this year, right? So and it's maybe maybe next year, not even too like You know, you never know. It just whatever happens really just happens. And I think I'm just trying to take it, just be grateful for what I, I have, right? Just being able, yeah. to be in the, being able to be in the NHL at 20 and be able to be on the ice with, you know, the best players like Barkov and Huberto and, you know, play, and get to learn from a guy like Bobrovsky. You know, I, I'm st- I, I'm still not even one year removed from my dorm room in college, you know, eating like pizzas on, after a game on Saturday night and hanging out with the boys. Like, you know, so I think it's just taste. Like, I got to slow down and just just let it come to you. It was, it was, and then now you're playing cards with Jumbo on the back of the plane probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm good buddies with Jumbo. What was it like uh, to walk into the dressing room with him? <laughs> he, he's, he's all time. I mean, if there is what he's, he's, he's a legend. He's, he's one of the funniest. I mean, you can't not help but smile when you see him. Like you come to the rink and he's just, he's just all like, ah, oh. it's just, you're like, oh my God, this guy's the best. He's, he's awesome. How do you think he's like helped that young room too? There's a lot of young players that, yeah. that haven't seen a lot of success in the past. And now they're, they're really coming up. They're elite team this year. How has he kind of helped that, helped that group? You know, obviously he's, he's been there he's been around the block for it and he's seen everything and i he's, everyone just loves him you know everyone just loves being around him he's such you know it doesn't matter who you are he's super nice to you and just he's laughing and joking around and makes you feel included so i think everyone i think everyone really just enjoy, enjoys having him around and you know he's a legend and at the end of the day i think that's one word you can describe him as, so all right so let's, oh go ahead right. tim I want to jump over to the uh, the World Juniors, and I'm sure you, you've talked about the, this game a bunch, so I'm not going to get into specifics, but your shout-out Canada in the gold medal game, the totally stacked team, but you guys are pretty stacked too. You know, The names now that people maybe didn't know a year ago, that now is kind of household names in the world of hockey, the Cole Caulfield, Trevor Zegers, Turcotte, Cam York, Boldy. Like, what do you remember from that tournament, and how good was that team? Like, What do you, what do you think? What, what comes to mind when you look back on that tournament? Yeah, you know – I thought it's one of those things too. It's, you know, the year before we had a pretty, you know, big group of guys like me, Zeke's, uh, Kaliev, Turks, Yorkie, a bunch of guys who played the year before we, we didn't medal. You know, we lost one, nothing to Finland in the quarterfinals. And so it was one of those things coming the next year. Mm-hmm. We had, we had this teeny locker room, you know, and Edmonton, you know, just, you know, we had this, this, like we had guys sitting in, you know, just foldable chairs, you know, really like stuff overflowing on, on, you know, and it was just like, it was a small locker room and, you know, we were just like, it was just funny because, and, and, and in the end we won and it's just like, we brought back to that small locker room and it just, I thought, you know, there's never really a doubt in that group, I think just because, you know, you, you, I knew how good everyone was. I mean, I already, I, I've been playing with Zegers since I was like 10. Like I've always known how good he was. Like I always knew that. And you know, it's, I've been playing it. Oh, I think it's, I think it's go get it. Answer. If you need to. Oh, yeah. It's probably the, was that a bird? I'm knocking the door. Uh, I think we'll get it. It's Luanga. I think so. It's Roberto. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that, that, that's that's literally the residence in for you. So. <laughs> it's funny. Nice people though. they 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 always make my room look good. But anyway, so um, 
but yeah, I mean, I've been playing against these guys for so long. I, like, I, I knew always knew how good they were. Like, and, you know, Boldy. When I, we went to BC together, and he started off a little slow, and he, uh, I think, he had like, like only a couple points through the first half of the year. Didn't get invited to World Junior Camp. Didn't you know? So didn't play World Juniors. And I'm like, I'm like this guy's. I'm like, it was never a doubt. Like you know what? I'm like this. He's going through a lot and. But he always remained positive, and I've, I've seen these. But I'm like, these guys are going to be studs, and yeah. So that tournament was just one of those things. We had all we had all this all these guys, and we're in this teeny locker room, and yeah, we come out with gold. And I think that was kind of just there's never a doubt. I think that's the thing. I think the group knew it, and I think that's just how it was. So, well, that's great. I was hoping you were going to lose because I'm from Canada. <laughs> so whatever. That's right. So what's been I, I always find it interesting talking to goalies when we had Miller on, we're like who who's the hardest guy to stop. You're in a pretty tough division. You obviously play, you know, you've, you've played against some of the best scorers in the world. Who's got the, the hardest shot? Who's got the best, you know, the hardest guy to, to pick up the shot when he, you know, letting it, letting it go the best release. I'm always fascinated as a goalie's perspective, because we all think, well, it's gotta be Stamkos or Ovechkin or Matthews. Is there a guy who you just have a hard time, you know, picking up the puck off his tape or anything? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I've like, I mean, I played against a lot of, a couple bunch of guys, and like, obviously, Ovi's probably going to be the best goal scorer at the end of the day. Going to be the best goal scorer in the world. Not this year. He's slowing down this year. I truly I would, think so. I mean, you know, I, I, I couldn't. I mean, I think. I mean, after playing against him, it's like this guy. He just has a presence, and obviously, he's, <laughs> he's, he's unreal. But there are a lot. Of, I mean, every day in practice, like I think guys like Barkov or Huberto, the thing that these that these guys do with the pocket, just like it's just like, I'm like, what the heck? You know, it's and I spend half the time. I think it's a lot of these guys, especially in Florida, like you know, they're not as big as superstars as a lot of other guys, just because they're in South Florida and yeah, normally knows what hockey is down there. You know, besides the fan base, but. You know, and, and like anywhere, if, you, if these guys were anywhere else, they'd be. I mean, there. I think they are still superstars, but I think they'd be. It'd be in, in ten times more notable in terms of how the public perceives them. Well, Aaron Ekblad, you put him in a hockey market. That guy's going to be a Norris Trophy candidate every year. Like he's yeah. really good. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I can go up and down the lineup, like you know, in Florida. That's the one they have learned from. You know, making the jump to the NHL. It's like everyone's got something that they're really good at. Jumbo doesn't have a hard shot though. He's got no, a bad he's, shot. He's, he's got the he's got the funniest. He's got he's got he's actually tough to stop. He's got this like he's got this weird release and it's yeah. But it's you know what he can dish the fuck. So he dishes. Thank goodness he dishes because his shot like uh, he's terrible. He's got a terrible shot. I, I, think told, I, I think he's doing all right. He's you know twenty years <laughs> twenty years in. I think he's figured it out. I agree. Yeah, I, I think he's figured it out. All right, Tim. Do your do your rapid fire questions, Tim. He's chomping at the bit. I can tell. Yeah, we'll just do some rapid fire, just quick quick answers here. Yeah. Um, favorite movie? The not so rapid questions with Spencer. Yeah, yeah not missed, so you missed the directions. No, I, my my mind went straight to uh, the other guys just because. We, I was just watching it with a couple of the buddies in Charlotte. So, if you're a movie, you know, I like, I think in terms of comedy, say uh, that, the other guys, 
or Step Brothers, and then more serious movie probably is like Saving Private Ryan's play. You know, what's the other guys? I've never heard of that. It's it's you haven't seen that? No, it's pretty. It's it just it's you know that's Will Will Ferrell. It's a cop movie, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. It's, it's a good I think, one. All right, I'll check it's, it's, it out. I think it's just I I, I I didn't watch in a while and I rewatched it and I was like, oh. all right, all right, I'll check it out. Go ahead, Tim. All right, for tacos, hard shell, hard shell or soft shell? Off shell, corn tortilla for sure. Oh, ew. <laughs> no, that's the way you're supposed to do it. No, ew is a good word. Oh, <laughs> you guys don't even know what you're on slang. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said to stick to proper English because now no one knows what you're saying anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite sport besides hockey? Oof. Uh, to play, I was a big lacrosse player growing up, but now I think I've, I like to get into golf. But right. field, field or box lacrosse? I was a field. I mean, where I was from is more field, so I played uh, I played midfield. I, I was a long pole. I played field yeah. all through high school. I loved I, it. I, I almost loved went to it. Cornell. I, I loved it. I, I, I would look like hockey was, you know, obviously number one, but lacrosse was a close second. Yeah. As soon as – that's the thing I always said. Like, as soon as hockey ended – I was just, I was, I dropped my, I, I didn't touch my skates until tryouts next year or whatever it was like. That's how I was. I love lacrosse. I, I, I love lacrosse. It was great because, you know, you get to go outside, you know, it's, you know, there's higher scoring, so you're scoring goals. It's just, you know, all stick skills and running. And I loved it. I would, I, I've said it like, I mean, if, if I, if I, I was like, maybe I should just play in the PLL or something, try out for the PLL in the off season or something. You should. It's so fun. All right. I sorry, it. I keep I hijacking it. your rapid questions, Tim. No, that's right. I, I I can talk a lacrosse all day. I love it. Do you watch uh, it? The, the yeah. MLL or PLL? I watch the PLL a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm a big I'm like a big lacrosse fan. I, I know some people in it, and I just it's like you said. I I try to. I don't watch hockey, and I think it's a great. It's something that I've always been interested in, and I think it just it's cool to like watch and see the progression of it because it's obviously a smaller sport and everyone's like oh pro lacrosse nothing I'm like well it, it may, maybe it'll turn into something but you know who knows and I just like I think it's it's a fun game because I can I I played it so I can watch from that perspective and really oh it's it. such a hard sport it's physical you got to run like oh, a yeah. deer for a, a sixty like it's so hard to play I still got scars in my back from getting slashed yeah. From me, because the long pole, I would just absolutely annihilate me. Six foot lacrosse stick, Tim, and I would just (laughs) refund guys. It was unbelievable that you could get away with this stuff. Like baseball bats swing. Yeah. And I'd be like, good job. Like people would be cheering me on for this. You couldn't cross check, but you could literally baseball bat swing the guy if you had the ball wherever you wanted. You always go for the shins. Oh, I I, I, I don't think you can do that anymore, but I I always got up and down my, my, like my arm and and my back. Well, you pretend to go for their arms, Spencer, and you hit them right in the shin. Oh, (laughs) it's ruthless. Well, the goalies, that's a sport I would never be a goalie in. Right. The goalies don't wear any pads. They have no pads. It's just unbelievable. It's insane. I mean, I I don't think I would never be a goalie in the cross. Yeah. That's a smart move. All right, Tim. Sorry. I like scoring though. So. Favorite vacation spot? I haven't been on vacation in a while with COVID, and you know, I, I want a, a, a place I want to go to is Bora Bora. I don't know. I just saw a picture of it. it looks cool. I don't even know where that is. I think it's in the Maldives. I don't even know, but Pacific. it looks like cool. Yeah, sounds good. What was your favorite subject in school? I'm actually still. I'm still taking classes right now. 
Um, but so far, ooh, at in college, I really enjoyed taking. Uh, I, I enjoyed the business classes I took, like uh, like financial accounting. We took this business that business ethics class. It was fun. That was kind of cool. You're gonna try to finish it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to finish it in two to three years. So that's what I did. So when I left, I had gone four years, but it took me another four to yeah. finish it. I would take classes in the summer, two or three in the summer. You're taking them while you're playing. Just one. I got nothing else to do when I'm not, I'm not at the rink. That's true. That's the thing. Yeah. I think it's like, I, I mean, well, you know, like today it's like, what do you think? You know, I was just, we got, we got lunch with some of the guys and it's like, all right, uh, I got four or five hours to kill until dinner. So see, that's different. When I, I I was in the A for three years in Houston, we would drink every night, and <laughs> we would get, go by the pool. We'd go to practice. We'd get a couple cases of beer. We'd get a cribbage board, and we would do that every day. It was just like clockwork, and it was so fun. It was a blast. But you don't do that anymore. Uh, yeah, not not every definitely not every day. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So it's. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's nice. I think it's good to, you know, I talk to like, you know, people who, who, you know, are kind of either still playing or are down their careers and are trying to finish or finished. And they're like, just to like, just try to chip away at it. And oh yeah. Best like, thing I ever did was get my degree. Like what, like once you stop, it's just, you're, you don't want to. Absolutely. Good for you. Sorry, Tim. I'm ruining these rapid questions. No, these are good. The color commentary is great. Um, just a couple more. This is a tough one. What's something that you changed your minds about recently? Change my mind? Yeah. Like a like my like a point of view? Yeah, something Damn. that you yeah, changed your mind on recently. Deep thoughts with Jack Handy. This is this is yeah, this is getting really deep. Changed your mind about? Yeah. I wanted tacos, but I got a hamburger? Anything. I well, so it came up. Uh, yeah, I read about this question. So it's a really good question to ask to get to know somebody. They like learn about how they think and what they what they care about. Yeah, you know, I, I guess I guess you could say that what I was talking about earlier. I guess not recently, but I guess I kind of talked about more. It's like, you know, like I changed my mind on what I want. Like, what's like my goal in terms of like my life at this point at this point of time like you know i always want to say make the nhl and be a tremendous like just be the best and i still want to do that but my mindset isn't always like i'm doing everything to make the nhl i I think now like i want to you know work hard and just be the best version of me and just try i'm trying i focus more on having fun than you know constantly trying to worry about being the best and at the end of the day it's like people can say yeah i want to be i want to come to the rink every day and just, i think about being the best i think about being the best when I'm not the rink and i found that it just that's just i used to have that mindset and because everyone else said to have that mindset you want to be great and you just drive yourself nuts and i found myself really enjoying just you know just whatever i'm doing like be where your feet are you know like you can't, you can't, you can't stop pucks from your couch. You can't stop pucks from, you know, your, your room in the residence. And you can really only, you know, so just, just be where your feet are. And that's why I take a class and just gets me away and, you know, I take a more wholesome approach you know, to life. And there's more to it than just being the best for two hours a day. So 
I think I feel like I'm talking to a 70 year old man. <laughs> I've gone. He's very wise. The sage advice of Spencer Knight, the wisdom that's just being spewed at us is unbelievable. Spencer, you you're definitely wise beyond your years, and you don't even realize it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I, I think I just I think I learned a lot or changed my that approach like while I was at BC, just because you know I think I learned a lot about myself and what I want out of what I'm doing and. You know, I think you know, I talked to, I still talk to like our, we had, we had a team chaplain, his name's uh, Anthony Penna. And he, I still talked to him probably twice a week. And I actually was over all-star break, went back to BC and saw my buddies, but saw him too. It's just, it's just, you know, we just talk about things and, you know, what's the bigger picture. So it's, a, it's very refreshing because a 20 year old usually is concerned with a couple things that, you know, isn't that great to be concerned with, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So it, it's refreshing to see a kid who's got his head screwed on straight. So good for you, man. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I try. Yeah, you're doing good. Well, anyways, I, I will uh, let you go back to your, your homework. I know that's important. And yeah, not thinking know. about hockey. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I got to forget my plans. You got any what, – what TV show are you watching? Anything? Ooh, uh, yeah, I, I, wa- I just watched that Tom Brady show on ESPN, and I'm watching – uh, billions on Showtime. Okay, that's a good and one. I, I'm trying to think what else I watched. I think oh, I watched Ted Lasso. That was a good one. So I don't have a TV. It's a lifestyle choice, but you know, I, I hear good things about all those shows. What, what do you What do you do? I, you know, I just think about my life. You know, I, I try not huh. to think too much about things. Yeah. I let things come to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, I, I can't watch TV while I'm sitting on the couch. You know, it's just one of those things where. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> no, it was my wife's decision. Who am I kidding? I would love to have a TV, but she made me get rid of the TV. So that's where I'm at, Spencer. Watching too much TV or what? Maybe I don't know. What do you want? You want her phone number? You can ask her. Oh, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I, like, what do you What do you have in your like? Do you have like a big picture where a TV usually goes in like the living family room? Or we, um, yeah, we actually do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. A big Anything? picture, like a stupid picture that we don't. Well, even that's just uncommon nowadays. Usually, there's a TV in about every single room. So yeah, we put the screens away. I have six kids, so we tried to like just make it all about. You know, family time, go outside, tear it up a little bit, not just be glued to the screen. Yeah, I love that. I love that. We're trying a different approach, you know, homeschooling. We're that weird family, you know. Do it differently. But anyway, Spencer, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for being so just genuine, forthcoming. It's very refreshing. You got a good career ahead of you, my friend. Good luck with everything. We'll be in touch along the way. Good luck this year. I expect to see you in the playoffs. Very excited to see that. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun talking. Tim, any last words? No, thanks for coming on, man. It's been great. Enjoy yeah. Charlotte, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely you guys will. should hang out. Yeah, we should. Did we just become good. I don't friends? know anybody, so. <laughs> yeah. We gotta go get some dinner or something. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening, Spencer. Thanks for being a good sport, and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Delivered by DoorDash.